Hello, and welcome to the Monday edition of Juicing the Numbers. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. Your host, host Corwin, Corwin Heller. You count. Well, I am still just Corwin Heller, so I'm not saying anything incorrectly. I'm yeah, just leaving yeah. out some information for uh, interpretation. So we decided to add, uh, in addition to our regular release Thursday episodes, uh, which are the more statistic-based episodes that we do, adding a Monday episode where we could talk about um, maybe things that are, well, first off, non-so number-related, maybe a little bit more current, uh, or just things that we probably couldn't put numbers behind. So sports current events and non-statistical sports conversations. I'm excited for it. Stats are fun, but man, it it's nice just being able to say some shit and not have to think about it. No, it really is. Like like as much fun as I have with the other episodes, like I'll put like a a lot of time into just making like the tables look nice. It it's nice to just kind of talk sports for like a little bit. Uh so anyway, today's episode is going to be about the recent changes and turnover in the NFL's head coaching situations. Um, you want to start with uh, the AFC East, you said? Yep, they're first on the list, so might as well. Um, the Patriots fired Bill Belichick this offseason. <laughs> I know, it was a huge shock yeah, to the community. No. Um, in all seriousness, though, let's start with the New York football Jets. Um, who'd they hire, Josh? Not our name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, our, our our local gang green, both the illness and the team. Uh, they hired former NFL, former NFL, former Miami Dolphins head coach Adam Gase. Yeah, he's here now. That's a so, thing. Before I get into my opinion of it, I want to know as a Jets fan how you feel. I've actually warmed up to it a lot. I gotta say, uh, for reference, we're recording this on January nineteenth. So Gase was hired what like. A week ago, week and a half. Yeah, just about. Yeah, just press just conference like three, four days ago. Yeah. So when it first came out, I was quite upset. I think just because I hadn't seriously considered him as an option, I kind of assumed we were either going to go Mike McCarthy, you know, the 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 experienced guy that was that was available, or go like way younger or way less ex- NFL experience with like a college coach of some kind. Whether it was uh, Cliff Kingsbury or whomever, I thought it so was going to be Matt just, Rule. Yeah, I, I I was kind of thinking that would be the non-Cliff Kingsbury option after he got picked up by Arizona. So I really hadn't even considered Gaze. I kind of thought they were bringing in Gaze just so that they could hear what was going on with the Miami Dolphins, since it's in the division mm-hmm. and that's not uncommon for football teams to do. Maybe have but, it be more of an offensive coordinator interview, even though he was coming into interview for the head coach job. Or even just to see, for, for you to practice your own interview skills as the New York Jets to see what kind of people are doing. Because, I mean, if you really are only... Inter- I don't think a team, even if you know who you're going to hire, should only interview that person. I think you right. really need to interview multiple people. Just just to hear what else is going on, current trends in in um, offenses and defenses and head coachings, whatever. Just to hear what else is, is happening outside of the world of the candidate you want to hire. So that's kind of what I thought Gibbs was going to be. So I did not like it at first. After sitting on it for a while and hearing reasons as to why he was brought in and hearing kind of him talk a little bit about things, I'm way more on board with it. And I'm actually tentatively excited. I'm excited now that they've hired Greg Williams for defensive coordinator. Interesting. Yeah. I'm surprised that you're excited about Greg Williams because I would have mixed feelings. Um, I think he did a great job in Cleveland this year as interim head coach and as defensive coordinator. I don't really get how his defensive scheme fits with the Jets in any way. It's almost oh, no, polar opposite. We're going to have to change our defense. We're yeah. changing our. We're, we're like that's. We're obviously changing our defense, which I so can't even say I'm against anymore because our defense has not really clicked. Yeah. Much. So I I don't I'm I'm cool with it. So for uninformed listeners, uh, Greg Williams relies heavily on uh, cornerbacks operating on them on their own on islands with a little bit of safety help. 
So he will run heavy blitzes, uh, bring a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and then kind of just put his cornerbacks and safeties out on their own on islands, um, which is pretty much the polar opposite of what the Jets have run. Uh, They signed some good cornerbacks last year, didn't really pan out, um, but their defensive line is pretty spectacular. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he pushes to trade Leonard Williams, uh, bring in another cornerback, and probably draft a cornerback in the first round i'd be really surprised if literally any of those things happened really yeah I'd be you want you want to bet on it i mean no because i don't gamble at least I, well now i do i guess i made a fan duel account um <laughs> but I, I would be absolutely shocked if they did literally any of those things so you don't think they're gonna go corner in the first round you don't think they're gonna see if they could trade some defensive linemen no okay we'll see uh talk to us in late april early may april yeah i know my months anyway, anyway let's move so on I, I'm, I'm cool with adam gaze do, do you think this so now miami has an open position they haven't filled it yet right uh miami has not actually I mean, so I, they've technically said that they're going to bring in Brian, uh, Brian Flores, who's the defensive coordinator of the Patriots. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. But that can't officially get done until the Patriots lose this weekend. Um, but we'll see how that goes. So, I feel I feel kind of bad for whomever's going to assume the Dolphins' job because the Dolphins have to rebuild. I mean, they have to. There's no other choice there with where they're at and that's one of the reasons i'm also kind of forgiving of, of gase going to the jets is that that miami job is gonna suck their 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 quarterback is bad they have like one decent wide receiver their defense is is okay in spots and but it's old in others and like they, they need to tear down there's just not one single area of that team that i would say you could build around no, like they no. don't have a single cornerstone player. They don't have any franchise players. Um, I love Minka Fitzpatrick, but a rookie corner really isn't something you can build a team around. Cameron um, Wake, but he's getting old, he's and like you can't build a team around five, him now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you think of any good players, that's not Minka Fitzpatrick on the Dolphins. They're they're probably not going to be in the league long enough for you to put a good team around him anymore. You're better off trading them away to teams trying to compete in the short term, Ooh. getting some capital, and moving on with your life. So I love me some Cameron Wake, but I just looked up his age. Um, he's going to be turning 37 in like two weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not great. I mean, great career seems like a stand-up dude, but like, geez, you you, you can't be like, we're going to build a team around camera or build a defense around camera wake he's, he's just too old so I, I mean, so what, what, basically what i'm trying to say is i don't think that who whoever the dolphins pick up as their head coach is going to make a lick of difference to that team no not at all not at all this is essentially a full teardown i mean they have minka fitzpatrick and Xavier howard who are two fantastic defensive backs but the rest of the team is just you could cut any one of them and I don't think it would affect their team all that much. I do want to move on. Yes. But did you um did you hear what Adam Gase had to say about uh why he was his roster management? No. Yeah, apparently he never asked for it. The Dolphins told him we're going to give you control over the roster. And Adam Gase wasn't expecting it. He didn't want it. Never <sighs> asked rough. for it. And that's why he did so many weird things with the roster cuz he just he didn't, didn't know, know what, what to, to do. do. Yeah, yeah. God damn. That's and, a great it, way to run a franchise. I know. And, like, how... This is why the Dolphins fucking suck as an organization. Because they, they suck as an organization. They just do utter bullshit all the time. Oh, my why God. Can't, why can't Miami sports franchises figure their shit out, man? I feel sorry for them. I don't. Uh, fucking ASC East, man. All right, let's move on. Uh, so, do we want to talk about Sean McDermott on the Bills? Do you think he's going to be holding that position much longer? 
I think he's not quite on the hot seat yet, seeing the state of the Bills roster coming into this season and being able to squeeze out six wins. Um, I think next year will be kind of telling whether or not he even gets to the hot seat. Um, but I think he has probably a year or two left. I think if, the same. If if it's bad. Yeah, I, I, I think that bringing the team their first playoff appearance in uh, 18 years last year bought him a lot is, is going to buy him a lot of leeway so right. i don't think it'll it'll last forever like mccarthy got uh because it wasn't it was a playoff appearance not even a win so but i i do think yeah i'm kind of with you i think i think a year or two more depending on what the uh what the years look like all right you want to move over to the afc west sure who was hired well um it's really just the broncos um, so the Denver Broncos hired Vic Fangio, former defensive oh, coordinator right. of the Chicago Bears, um, and he brought Ed Donatel with him as his defensive coordinator. Um, they're still looking for an OC after the whole Gary Kubiak thing, but um, in all, I like Vic Fangio as their head coach. Um, I like that yeah, they're no, moving I, back I... to a defensive focus. Um, I think he's going to do just great things with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Um, and I mean, they're going to have to bring in a good OC to, uh, handle that whole QB offensive situation. So what are your thoughts? No, I, I think this is a great move. I think, I think they're, they're, uh, they're doing what the Jets tried to do with bringing in Todd Bowles, but I think theirs will work out better. I think so too. Um, Vic Fangio is a better defensive coordinator than I think, uh, Todd Bowles was. Um, we'll see. I think he had a small stint previously as a head coach i'm gonna look that up real quick um i want to say he was with the raiders back in the day um let's see here no this was his first uh stint as head coach hot damn that's okay you know i mean i think i think he's gonna regardless i'm excited too because i think he's got a lot of good prospects on defense i'm curious about how he's gonna run that offense because it's mm-hmm. not it's not great. I'd say the Broncos are in a comparable but better spot um, than Miami. Oh, I think they're in a much better spot. I think that roster I, is I significantly do think, better. No, no, it is better, but I, I also say it's comparable in that um, a good number of their star players are older. Um, there's more talent at every single position, but like mm-hmm. they don't have a quarterback, they don't have wide receivers. See, uh, I disagree there. I think they do have some promising young receivers. Um, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, no, 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 I no, think no. he's done for. Established receivers. I'm not talking about potential. Gotcha. Potential is all gotcha. on paper. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I always treat potential as on paper. Um, Sucks what happened to Emmanuel. I know. I, I love him so much. He's my guy. I had him for one season in fantasy football, and he's been a f- he's been my favorite player on the Broncos ever since. <laughs> um, I really hope that's not a career-ending Achilles injury, but face it, he's like no, thirty-three years old. I don't think I think it'll only be career-ending if if he wants it to be. I I definitely think that there's going to be a team out there somewhere like the Saints when they picked up Des Bryant, even though he got hurt immediately afterwards. Someone's going to mm-hmm. want a veteran president. So- presidents a veteran presence at wide receivers sometime somewhere in the league at some point so more power to you Emmanuel what do you make of Anthony Lynn's career with the Chargers so far year two I think he has some pretty strong resume stuffer so far I mean this is his second year um and he's already turned that defense around their offense is clicking on all cylinders um I think they're staying healthy yeah, like that's the biggest thing for the Chargers. I mean, that's been their Achilles heel for so long. Um, I'm actually a huge fan of Anthony Lynn right now. I like what he's Same. been doing. I fucking love Anthony Lynn. I don't think there's really any point talking about John Gruden just because he still has nine years on that contract and hasn't really done anything worth talking about as of right now. One oh, interesting I think thing he's is... done some things that are worthy of talking about. Nothing good, though. Uh, I actually don't, only because it's like it's the first year of his teardown, and so what are you going to say other than he made the team worse, but he clearly intended on doing that, so yeah. it's nothing creative to say. 
Uh, I mean, we'll but def- go ahead. But what I wanted to briefly go over is Andy Reid. Okay. Because he's been a head coach for over 20 years now. Do you think there's a chance of him retiring after if the Chiefs were to win the Super Bowl this year? No, no, no. I think he's going to stay in uh, Kansas City for quite a bit more while. Um, I don't think that's a saying, quite a bit more while. But uh, whatever, we'll roll with it. Um, I think he finally has the team that he's always wanted to build around. Um, I'm very excited to see him stick with them for another four or five years at least. How, um, how old is Reed that, at this point? Oh, he's probably 65. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's kind of he's up there. He's accomplished a lot in terms of regular season success. If I think if he got a Super Bowl, I'm not saying for sure because I, I, I haven't gotten that vibe from him. But I think oh, it would really, at least be interesting. Oh, then never mind. Forget yeah, what I just no, said. He's got he's got some good time left. Okay, then uh, anything you have to say on the uh, AFC West? Um, I did want to just touch on uh, Ed Donatel. Um, he was the defensive backs coach for the Chicago Bears. Now he's Denver's defensive coordinator. I am so excited to see what he can do now that he's in charge of a full defense. Granted. Fangio is still going to have a big part in that, um, but he put together one of the best groupings in all of football last year with those Bears defensive backs. I'm excited to see what he can do with Denver's. Other than that, though, I'm set on the uh, AFC West. Right on. AFC um, North? Yep, that's next on the list. Um, the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are reportedly going to hire Zach Taylor. We'll see how that works out. Um, They have had almost no news whatsoever about any of their coordinators. Um, We'll see what happens, you know. Um, I got to say, I I couldn't give less of a shit about this hiring, whomever they hire. I just couldn't. The Bengals are one of the least interesting teams, not mm-hmm. just currently, but in football history. I constantly forget how old they are, because who the fuck cares? The only reason I'm interested in any way is because, one, Marvin Lewis was there for so long and did nothing, mm-hmm. and because it's not Hugh Jackson that they hired. So Yeah. yeah. Really, I think at, at that point, it's... If they hire anyone not named Hugh Jackson, they did a fine job. Right. I mean, granted, I like what he did with what Zach Taylor did with Jared Goff this year. I'm sure this has something to do with the Sean McVay effect, just being on his coaching staff. Um, But, I mean, going from quarterback coach to head coach in a single season, kind of rough. We'll see what he can do. But I'm not too... uh, I'm not too excited about whatever that is. So Cleveland hired a, a new head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't really know much of anything about these guys, so what do you have to say about them? Um, Freddie Kitchens was the quarterback coach before Todd Haley. After Todd Haley was hired, fired, um, they moved Kitchens up to offensive coordinator and immediately turned that offensive around. Um, I think this has a lot to do with what Baker Mayfield kind of had to say about him. I think that entire team is going to be, if it not already is, Baker's team. And uh, what Kitchens was able to do with him this year has a lot to do with it. Um, I like the hiring of Steve Wilkes as defensive coordinator. Uh, I don't think he deserved to get run out of Arizona the way he did. Um, I, I'm I'm so upset by that. I because yeah. I don't know him at all, but he seems like such a really great dude. Arizona was clearly going to be bad this year, no matter what mm-hmm. was done. So unfair to him. I mean, he's a good coordinator. I mean, that's why they gave him the job. I'm really excited to see what he can do with Cleveland's up and coming defense. Uh, I genuinely think they're going to be a top five unit in you know the next few years. Um, and then they hired Todd Munkin as the offensive coordinator, who was the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Bucks this year. Um, and being able to do what they did with the passing game with 
Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston and without any running backs whatsoever, uh, I think that's going to be a great fit. Um, Kitchens has already said he's going to be the one calling plays instead of Munkin, but having a guy like Todd motherfucking Munkin on the you know coaching staff, is I still think that's going to do a lot for Cleveland and Baker. Uh, so I saw, I just got an update like an hour or two ago that said that John Harbaugh got an extension, so I don't think there's mm-hmm. really anything to talk about there other than uh, Harbaugh is a good coach and the Ravens acknowledge that. Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, though. What do you think is going to happen with the Steelers, if anything? I think that if we have another year like we had this year, I think the coordinators are going to get flushed. I mean, Keith Butler should have gotten flushed this year. There's no reason for him to still be around. Um, Randy Fincher, uh, he's not my favorite coordinator in the league. He did okay the second half of the year once he got in his groove and knew what he wanted to do. Um, I don't think Tomlin's going anywhere anytime soon. It's going to have to be a just cataclysmic just collapse by the Steelers for him to uh, really be seriously on the hot seat. Um, we'll Speaking see. as a fan, though, since you are a Steelers fan, mm-hmm. where are you at with Tomlin? This was kind of... I think we're teetering on the edge of this being the final straw. Um, Not anything to do with coaching, but strictly the way he handles the team and how he allows the Steelers' locker room to develop into what it has this year. Um, He's never been one to have a lot of locker room control. He's kind of been a player's coach, let them do their thing. He's just the cool uncle who runs the plays and all that, but uh, it's it's turned into a cancer. Um, I I just don't know. I think we might be better off just clearing house and bringing in a whole new group. We clearly didn't do that, so we'll see if he has one more year left to uh, kind of piece this together. Yeah, I I I I can't help but think this is Tomlin's kind of done. In, at least I, I would think if I was a Steelers fan, I would want him to be out. Just because I don't, I don't, I don't, I actually think he's underperformed as a coach thus far. I mean. And that's weird to say because I know that the Steelers records have always been so good. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, when was the last time that they, all right, so they won one Super Bowl under Tomlin? Or they've two. been to two. They've won one. All right. They lost the other one to was that Green Bay? Yes. Yeah. Um, and the first one they won wasn't that like two years into his career there? That was his second season. Yeah. So basically, the team he inherited. Pretty much exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I'm getting at here. I don't think he's a bad coach. He seems like a good dude, but he's mm-hmm. never been able to really, I guess, get over that hump with what is. One of the most talented teams for his right. entire tenure here since he's been in the league. I mean, they've always been just loaded on offense and at least been able to, up until the past couple of years, put together a competitive defense. It's it's kind of astonishing they haven't been able to win the last game of the season. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty brutal with Tomlin. Um, don't get me wrong, I agree with what you're saying. He has not been able to show that he can close it out um it's not quite on the level of marvin lewis i mean we've won games oh God, we've no. been to the afc championship but you know he's had we've other also successes had significantly better teams than anything cincinnati's put together um easily i know that if we got rid of tomlin we would have probably the pick of the litter between coaching hires um just that's the kind of place pittsburgh is people want to play for or people want to coach here. It's a family tradition type deal. I don't know. I'd like to see a new coach come in once Ben retires at the very least. Um, Whether or not that's next year or not, I think we're going to need to uh, seriously consider rebuilding once Ben retires. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yep. All right. Anything else you got to say about the IFC North? No. 
All right. So let's head on down and hit the AFC South. Um, not much has gone on. I mean, Texans, Colts. Shockingly little. Yep. They've retained their entire coaching staffs. Uh, the Titans lose Matt LaFleur, which we'll touch on in a bit. The Jaguars, um, they ended up hiring Filippo from uh, Minnesota after he was fired this year. Um, I just kind of want to touch on this just because of he was the QB coach with Philadelphia when they won their Super Bowl. He was pretty much the hottest name to take over as an offensive coordinator um, last year and just wasn't able to get it done in Minnesota. Um, I'm not saying the book is kind of closed on him, um, but I'm kind of excited to see if he can redeem himself in Jacksonville. Um, apparently Leonard Fournette is now on good terms with Tom Coughlin, so he's likely to be coming back. They still don't have a quarterback, so look for them to grab one of them in the top of the first round this year. Um, and yeah, that's really all I got to say. Just, uh, I'm excited to see what Filippo can do with, uh, Jacksonville. I always think I think it's a little bit weird in the NFL that the, just just the way that they give people chances and make judgments on coaches mm-hmm. because you'll you'll get people who have like one good season in a certain sp- slot like DeFilippo having a great season as the QB coach and then they'll just thrust him into OC and then whether they can handle that or not all of a sudden becomes the new judgment but then you'll get a guy like Hugh Jackson who sucks it up for years. And will get hired forever because he has experience, but 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 you know maybe Di Filippo was supposed to be a head coaching candidate this year, which would have been even crazier because to go from oh yeah QB coach to head to OC to to HC in, in three seasons is nuts. I, I mean, the NFL the way the NFL handles coaching in general is just bizarre to me. So I don't have anything to say about the AFC South, but the NFC, NFL head coaching is really strange. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a uh, it's a boys club. I mean, you saw it with Hugh Jackson. You see it with Marvin Lewis to an extent, uh, Jeff Fisher back in the day. You build these connections with all these coaches over the years, and they want to keep you around. Um, I wish it wasn't that way, um, but it's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Do-do-do, do-do-do. All right, so moving to the NFC, going to go to NFC East. Yeah, let's do the East. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins, Giants, nothing there. Um, Cowboys. Oh, wait, really just, nothing? Yeah, I mean, not for head coaches. Um, oh, wow, yeah, I guess you're right, just, just Linehan, right? Yeah, I mean, Cowboys fired their OC this year. Thank God. Um, I thought he was going to be stuck there forever. Um, Scott Linehan. I love that they announced it as a mutual parting of ways that would benefit both parties. Um, Scott, we're deciding to fire you. Okay. (laughs) Mutual decision. Yeah. That's probably good for my career, you know? What the fuck is Scott going to say about it? God. He's been useless for a couple... Yeah. He's he's been kind of useless for a couple years, so... We'll see what happens. Um... I don't know who they have to bring in anymore. I mean... They'll find somebody. Hiring season's been over. Yeah, they'll find somebody. It won't be a big-name guy, but we'll see what happens there. I mean, other than that, um, the Redskins haven't hired anybody. The New York football Giants haven't hired anybody. And I don't believe the Eagles have. Let me just check. Nope. I don't think so either. Other than that... um, Way to go, NFC East. You may suck on the field, but off the field, doing a good job this year, guys. Sure. Yeah, I have literally nothing to say about this. I I will say I think this is going to be an interesting season for the Giants um, since Shermer and Reese – or not Jerry Reese, he got fired. Um, Who did they bring in? The guy from the Panthers for the GM. What do you say? Giants GM. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Jewish guy from Boston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman, right. Uh, <laughs> Jewish guy from Boston. That's how I know him. <laughs> of course, you know. That guy. Anyway, I, I think it'll be an interesting season for them only because Shermer had... None of them had a strong start to the year. 
because you know Gettleman gave out that contract to uh, the oh. the left tackle. Now, Jesus, can I think of a single fucking name? Nate Solder. Nate Solder, which did not pan out. And then the Giants lost a ton of games in the front end of their season. Mm-hmm. So, I know it's impossible to say call anyone being on the hot seat after one season, but it was certainly not a good look. And everyone, at least in this market, had been saying how they think that the Maras probably told them, you got to try this year to make the playoffs. And they said, fuck, okay. And then it went as expected. So it'll be an interesting season to see what the Giants do this year. Because uh, if they don't do well, I have to anticipate them tearing down the roster after Eli's contract is up. Mm-hmm. So that could be interesting. But yeah, outside of that, there's nothing to say about the NFC East. Man, I mean, I know their defense has some holes, but if they they said they want to stick with Eli another year, if they don't draft a quarterback in they have the to. top six picks, I think they're the sixth pick. God, like that team is just, you're wasting away your just honestly your best offensive talent that you've had in years i'd love it if they traded up with us so we could trade back oh yeah definitely what's next on your list there buddy um next is the nfc west but i want to jump to the nfc north so that we could save the cardinals for a little bit later um just because i have a sure thing pal talk about it so the nfc north uh chicago bears lost vic fangio um, they lost uh, their boy Ed Donatel. Uh, they brought in Chuck Pagano as their defensive coordinator, which I really like. Which I think is um, interesting. Yeah, Chuck's a great guy. Um, I have talked to some people about it, and I've heard people talk about him, and no one has ever said anything negative about Chuck Pagano. I genuinely think that um, as a person. Yeah, no, he's, he's a, a great dude. His head coaching time tenure was miserable, to say the least, but he's a great yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's going to do a lot better as defensive coordinator with what Chicago has on defense than he ever did as head coach of the Colts. So I'm excited for that. Um, The Vikings, um, the Minnesota Vikings. So they ended up keeping Kevin Stefanski as their offensive coordinator after replacing uh, John DiFilippo. Um, I honestly don't know much about him. It kind of is what it is. We'll see what he can do if he can fix that offense with Kirk Cousins, who uh, is not better than Joe Montana for future episodes. Um, You know, Detroit Lions, again, didn't do much. They still haven't hired an offensive coordinator. Um, I know there's been a couple rumors floating around, but I don't think anything's going to really fix that. I know Matt Patricia said he wants to focus on a – run heavy offensive coordinator to try and even out that offense but we'll see the big news comes with the green bay packers who hired um tennessee titans offensive coordinator matt lafleur and nathaniel hackett as their offensive coordinator this one kind of came out of nowhere um this is very puzzling to me i have no idea where this came from like i said with pittsburgh earlier green bay is a very tradition-oriented team. It's got a rich history. They probably could have hired almost anyone they wanted to. I mean, yeah, And to they have Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rogers. not to forget. Yeah. You know, um, he really hasn't even been discussed as a head coaching candidate after what he's done in Tennessee. I mean, well, he was probably I, I one year away from Tennessee's... being on the hot seat of being fired. So, but I was say, Tennessee hasn't exactly had a great offense i mean you couldn't even say like because mariota hasn't progressed the way people thought not that he's bad but he hasn't been hurt so much right the run game's been present at times and spotty at others the wide receiver game hasn't been great there i I mean you could say it's all talent but at the same time it's it has it hasn't been impressive i'll put it that way no and it feels so weird to have a have a the leader of a unit that's been just mediocre, I guess, yeah. not bad, to advance to a head coaching position out of the out of the blue. It it just, just it's just very it. strange. I don't get it. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's not going to work out because Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, and sometimes a change of scenery is just whatever. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. 
But it, it definitely doesn't seem to have a nice flow to it on paper. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator of the Rams before coming to the Titans last year. So he has that, you know, Sean McVay connection that everyone's been talking a lot about lately. Um, they had a fantastic offense in 2017, the Rams. I just, I don't know. Um, I don't want to put this big red mark on his resume just because of one season as offensive coordinator where things didn't really pan out. Um, but we'll see, you know, I mean, he has the talent on offense to get things done and, um, we'll see if they can bring the Packers back to the playoffs as weird as it seems to say. Now, do you, do you think it was, it was a wise choice to go with an offense coordinator instead of a defensive coordinator? Cause yes. I've, I've long been of the opinion that the Packers biggest weakness has been their incapability of stopping a goddamn soul. They've actually improved quite a bit this year. Um, They drafted two big corners last year. uh, Josh Jackson in the second round out of Iowa. And uh, the Louisville corner in the first round last year. um, Zaire Alexander. And both of them have been fantastic this year. They ended up keeping Mike Pettin as defensive coordinator, which I'm excited about. um, Just because he did a really good job improving that team. I keep saying I'm really excited about a lot of these I'm moderately excited about this one. I mean, Mike Pettin did a good job. Just stay the course. But I'm not too worried about their defense moving forward. Okay. I mean, you would know more than me. Mm, Maybe. So, NFC South? Uh, No, let's jump back to the NFC West. Fuck your suggestion. I thought you wanted to save... Well, no, I thought you wanted to save Kingsbury for the end. I... Kind of do, but I really want to save Bruce Arians for the end. <laughs> Jesus. All right. All right. Don't get uh, too upset with me now, all right? Fuck you. So, Arizona, big names here, hired Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach. Man, this is going to be either one of the best or worst coaching hires of the past, you know, two seasons. Um, he is an offensive genius, to put that lightly. I would put him, you know, when it comes to offensive schemes, I would put him on par with Sean McVay and uh, Kyle Shanahan. I have no faith in his ability to put together any defensive schemes, um, which is why they brought in Vance Joseph as their defensive coordinator, which I think would pair nicely with him, uh, especially in Arizona. Um I don't. They haven't hired an offensive coordinator. I don't know if Cliff is going to, based off of his desire to call plays. Um, I think he should just to keep some pressure off of him, um, as this is his first year in the NFL. I don't know. I know there's been a lot of rumors about getting rid of Josh Rosen and drafting Kyler Murray. I think that would be one of what? the dumbest possible things possible. I haven't heard that at all. Where have you heard that from? So throughout his career, Kingsbury has taken a lot of smaller mobile quarterbacks, whether it's Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M or um, uh, what was his fucking face? Regardless, um, Pat Mahomes at Texas Tech was a very mobile guy, and that's what Kingsbury values in his quarterbacks. Um, Rosen is not that. He is a very polished pocket passer, um, very smart, but he is not mobile in the slightest. Um, So people have rumored that Kyler Murray would fit perfectly in his system so that he'd want to trade Rosen, get like the seventh pick, and draft Murray there. That makes no sense. (sighs) Oh, my God, that'd be such a mistake. Especially because Murray should not play in the NFL. No. I mean, he's... How five, how nine at best. how? We'll talk no, about no, no, more no, no, no. He's draft. listed. He's listed at five eight. Uh, he I looks. Think listed, I think he's listed more than that. He, he looks like he's five seven. Yeah. So if you guys don't know how small Kyler Murray is, um, look at some of the pictures from the Heisman ceremony, and know that um, Tua Tagovailoa is like six one six two. And Dwayne Haskins is like six three, and Murray right, is so at my bad. least three or four. Murray's listed at five eleven. 
no chance in hell. Not a chance. Because I remember I remember the most baseball way I, I, I could possibly relay this. Uh, I saw a picture of him saying next to uh, Chris Davis. Chris with the K Davis. And they are... Chris Davis... Uh, Chris Davis is also listed as being 5'11 and towered over Kyler Murray. It's ridiculous. Um, we'll see for sure at the Combine. Actually, I just looked up that picture now. That's hilarious. Um, we'll see at the Combine what his real height is. It's going to be something of a major debate. Um, but I mean, if the thing is, if I'm Arizona's ownership... I wouldn't let him do that. No. How can you give up on a quarterback after a highly touted quarterback right. that you just a drafted that costs you nothing? I I mean, it's it, if they do that, I I think that that there should be a grievance filed, honestly. Not <laughs> not no no seriously, not just because of that, but because they also just got rid of Steve Wilkes the way they got rid of him. I mean, that's awful meddling ownership that you will never see success as with a, as a franchise yeah. if you keep if you let that happen and the cardinals aren't exactly uh known for being well run in the first place yeah i mean granted these are all still rumors um we'll see what happens comes draft time but um i'm sure we'll talk about that in depth during the draft episode um Regardless, I'm, this is one where I really am excited for Cliff Kingsbury. I am so I'm pumped not. to see what he can do. Really? Yeah. Why not? Just because that team's bad. <laughs> so just because the team's bad, you're not excited? I mean, yeah, because the thing is, it's either gonna they're either gonna have a breakout season, which could be a a, a, a you know, absolutely on on uh, as a result of him. Although I just don't see how it's gonna happen, especially in that division. Or they're going to suck a massive wad of dong and everyone's going to blame Cliff Kingsbury, which I also think would be unwarranted because I don't think it would be his fault. But they would give him the same amount of shit they just gave to Steve Wilkes that got him thrown out of the fucking uh, team. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for what that offense could be, but I'm not sure I'm excited overall. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I don't think the... Cardinals are going to be anything good at least for another year or two. Um, but I think they do have some promise. I don't think they'll be good until the Seahawks are bad. Fair enough. I would say they're not going to be good until the Rams are bad. But that's going to be way longer. The Seahawks are at least declining. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be a tough division for the next couple of years. I mean, with the Rams and I, 49ers... I was gonna say I give I give the Niners a better shot of being competitive in the next three years than I give the Cardinals. Oh, absolutely, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, plus, I know everyone wants to be excited because Cliff Kingsbury is a good offensive college mind, but I, I'm I'm still treating it the way I treat a potential when we talked about uh, young players. Until you do it, I don't care. So fair enough. He's just a big question mark. Anyone else you want to talk about in the NFC West? Um, I mean, Oh, did we talk about Vance Joseph changed. being hired as the defensive coordinator? I touched on it. Nothing crazy. Do you care? I think he'll do a good job. Um, I'm not super, you know, enamored with him, so I don't really care too much. But I, I love think, him as a dude. Yeah. Seems like a great guy. I hope I'm, life works out for him. Yeah, I hope he has the time of his life down in Arizona. Yeah, that's that. That's it. That's, that's all I have to say. Yep, yep. That's the joke. All right, so let's finish up with the NFC South. Sure. Saints, no changes. They never will. Yep. Um, the Falcons only. Well, they hired Dirk Cutter as their offensive coordinator. Um, which I like. I mean, he did a good job as OC before he uh, got promoted to head coach in Tampa Bay, taking over for Lovey Smith. Um, I think that's a decent hire. Um, Dan Quinn announces that he's going to take over as defensive coordinator for them as well, um, which I think is a good thing. Um, he did great in Seattle with the Seahawks, uh, starting up their Legion of Boom. 
he hasn't really done much in Atlanta um, with his defensive prowess. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I, I've never really been super impressed with that Atlanta defense, no. uh, player-wise, personnel-wise, anyway. Yeah, it's been nothing fantastic. Um, I'd like to see him turn it around this year and just bring in somebody that can really be a factor on that defense outside of Desmond Trufant. Um, I mean, none of their other first-round picks on defense in the past couple of years have really worked out. So... Hopefully that happens this year. We'll see. Um, the Panthers, nothing of note. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, and Todd Bowles. I love Bruce Arians. He is far and away my favorite coach in the NFL. I think he is going to do wonders for this Tampa Bay team. Um, I love the Todd Bowles hire. Um, I know he would just – I know that Bruce Arians would run through a wall for Byron Leftwich. He thinks the world of him. Um, he's kind of grooming him to take over once Bruce retires. So I really don't have any complaints there. I think this is a tremendous coaching staff that Tampa Bay put together. Um, immediate improvement on all fronts. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head pretty much. I I know I've seen a lot of Todd Bowles in the last few years, and while his head coaching is lacking, I still think he's got more than enough room to be a very, very good defensive coordinator. Uh, And I I think he's best suited to being with Bruce Arians because I'm not going to sit here and say Todd was like a player's coach, but I think his calm, reserved manner is definitely well-suited to be with Bruce Arians' much more big personality because he's got a great mind for defense. I think one of his biggest issues was just conveying and keeping the locker room tight. So uh, I I know his his most recent uh, NFL appearance was not spectacular, Todd Bowles, as the head coach of the New York Jets, but I'd be excited if I was a Tampa Bay Bucs fan uh, to have him as your defensive coordinator. And who doesn't love fucking love Bruce Arians? Dude rocks. He, no he's old and no he has health baby. he has health issues, but he he yeah, go Bruce. That's all I have. Yeah. I mean, I could go in deeper on Bruce Arians, but I think uh nobody would care if I talk about him for the next fifteen minutes, so I'm gonna kinda refrain myself. Um Overall, is there anything you want to bring up? Yeah, um, Riverboat Ron. Ron Rivera. How much longer do you think that – that's what I'm asking you. How how much longer do you think he's going to be there for? Man. um, I kind of get the feeling this is is the last year. I don't know. I mean – I have nothing to base that off of. Just a feeling. Like, I like him as a coach. I have nothing against him. But, you know, sometimes teams just kind of need a change of scenery. Well, that's why. Um, you, you need to have continued success as, yeah. as, a, as a head coach. Otherwise, it's time to move on. And I'm just, I, mean, I just kind of feel that that's where it's at with uh, Carolina right now. They've had one spectacular season and then a few good seasons and a few bad seasons. They've never been tragically awful. Outside of that one fifteen and one season where they lost the Super Bowl, they've never their their good seasons have been have been good, but he's just kind of been there, you know. I think if Cam Newton plays this season, I think that would be true. If he does sit out, which has been rumored, um, I don't think you can really blame that on Ron Rivera. Um, that's actually probably some news that we could talk about. The fact I'd that have him, Newton, I was going to say, I don't know this. So uh, David Tepper, owner of the Panthers, came out uh, this week and said that um, Cam Newton may sit out all of 2019 to recover from the soldier. Uh, may sit out all of 2019 to recover from the shoulder injury that uh, has been bothering him. Um, He was saying that it essentially is a similar situation to what Andrew Luck went through, and he just needs a lot more time to come back than usual. So they're not not going to shut the door on uh, 
the idea that he could sit out this year. Jesus, that's awful. Yeah. So Christian well, McCaffrey that, could not that carry was, that team without Cam Newton. If that's the case, though, I actually be more convinced of them moving on from Ron Rivera after really? next season. Yeah. I mean, just just the way the Colts did with Andrew Luck. I mean, we're literally we're talking the same thing here. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Rivera has a much longer history of success than anything Chuck Pagano had. Like, well, he, Chuck Pagano's history was cancer, <laughs> literal cancer. That's what kept him on that team. <laughs> yeah, but he was on the hot seat before he got cancer. No, but what I'm saying is he kept his job for so long because everyone just felt so bad. Right, but Ron Rivera has a much longer history of success, and this is only the but, beginning of him being on the hot seat. It's not like they kept Ron Rivera around for a while, even though they didn't really want to, like they did with Chuck Pagano. This is the first year in Panthers history they had back-to-back winning seasons. Wasn't that last year? Uh, no. No. Because they they had a losing season the the year after the Super Bowl appearance, and so that's what I'm saying that that's not a history of success. Jesus Christ, he's been resoundingly no. mediocre. They didn't have a winning season this year. Oh, they oh they, they didn't went seven and nine. Fuck, that's right. Oh, so they still haven't had back to back winning seasons no. in no, the history haven't. of that team. They have never yeah. had a back-to-back winning season. That's why I'm. So, I, I've been hearing him on the hot seat for a year and a half, so I, I'm definitely not the first saying it. Um, I really, really think this should be his last year. We'll see. I mean, if he does that poorly this year again, I'm not against the idea of changing scenery. Um, I think that's good for a lot of teams. But um, I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I it's just not like Ron it's Rivera. It's not even me saying. You know? I know I like Ron Rivera a lot too, and I I really think that if it, I should say when he gets fired by the Carolina Panthers, because I think it's inevitable. I think he more than deserves another head coaching opportunity somewhere else. I just think that's, that sometimes shit just needs to be shaken up, you know. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you completely. So I think that at that point, that's all I really got to say about. Um, the NFC South, and I, I guess head coach changes this offseason in general. Nothing else you want to add? I don't think on anything on head coaching. Um, I wanted to and then didn't um, because I'm lazy. <laughs> Before <laughs> recording this, I wanted to look up like if I could find on average – uh, an NFL, a first-year NFL coach's record, like an average record for a first-year head coach. I thought that might be interesting. But at the same time, I, I don't think it's an, it's always totally fair to credit them with successes or failures because, you know, you have the last regime's roster for the most part and, you know, the division you're in doesn't change and there's a lot of just external variables that really can't be accounted. I thought it might be interesting, but I didn't try very hard because I didn't want to. Because it's Saturday. <laughs> but So, actually, NJ.com put out an article last year talking about exactly that. Um, they actually don't summarize anything, which is annoying as hell. But they kind of just go through coaching hires and uh, how they did. It's mixed completely. Um there's a little more weight towards winning seasons compared to losing seasons. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's huge accent. <laughs> I mean, Todd Bowles, he, he went 10-6 and six his first year with yeah. the Jets and then didn't breach five wins after that. So I, mean, I thought it might be interesting. You college but... football, too, where you have coaches come in and uh, win just – conference championships national championships within their first two or three years and then they kind of peter off i mean yeah that, that, that's what I'm, that's what i've been trying to get at with the whole uh change of scenery and shaking things up points i've brought up a couple of times is i know at least 
for the Jets, this is so true that every like I think every first year head coach of my life has had a winning season. Like it's bizarre. Todd Bowles had one. Rex Ryan went to the fucking AFC Championship game in his. Uh, Her- was that Herm when they had, had uh, Mark Sanchez? Yeah, it was his first his year. First year. God, what a fucking team! But like, I, I legit like I think every single first year head coach for the Jets of my lifetime had a winning season because they've been talking oh, about goodness. it a lot um, on you know local sports talk radio because the Jets just hired a new head coach and it's like I wonder if it'll happen again. But yeah, I don't really have any point to it. I just thought it might be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing else to add to. Um, you want to talk about anything else before we uh, close things out? We're closing in on an hour. Uh, I want to talk about MLB off season, but I think that's a longer discussion we can save for maybe next week. Uh, okay. NHL feels. Did you see? I do want to bring up something. Did you see that uh, fucking samurai sword attack on Ryan Mark Shifley? Yeah, that, Ryan Johansson. Do you see how many how many games he got for uh, suspension? Two games. Ain't that some bullshit? Yeah, that's uh, that's just the way it's been for the NFL player safety. Is it called NHL? But yeah. Oh right, I'm dumb. Um, the, my um, thing is, like, look, I I get intent to an extent, and I get um, history of doing it to an extent. But at the same time, you're not the department of player intent. You're the department of player safety. Like, yeah, get better at your fucking jobs, man. Because it's not like it's not like they, when in real life, if someone gets chopped on the head by some random dude and you can live on disability and you can get a settlement. If this guy got hurt in a game, that's the end of his career. It doesn't yeah. matter if someone intended on doing it or not. I'm sure Ryan Johansson's not running around actively trying to use his hockey stick as a weapon every goddamn night, but it still happened. You still have to act like it it, it was a thing that occurred to a human being. Drives me insane. Yeah, I mean Ryan Johansson doesn't have a history of these kind of incidents. Um, just rewatching the play right now, it's pretty clear he was just trying to get free of Mark Shifley and not cause injury. But man, he essentially yeah. just takes a baseball bat to the guy's head, and it's you can't do shit like that. It's just brutal to see. Um, hopefully, Shifley can get back on the ice sometime soon. Um, but I have no faith in player safety to get anything right these days as a Pens fan with Tom Wilson I don't even want to start on that oh my um, god fuck that <laughs> trash and, and and this goes for both the NF, NFL and the NHL you, at some point you gotta start get growing a pair of balls and kicking people out of the league yeah Vontaze I mean, Burfick should never be playing in the NFL oh I mean god. I, and and Tom Wilson, I, I'm not joke. saying Tom Wilson should be out of the league at this point, but it should be an actual threat. It should be mm-hmm. an actual thing you can say. Oh God! Like they treat they treat players like such fucking commodities. It's crazy. They're people. Well, it's a business, and they treat him as assets. That's really how it is, and it sucks. But. I don't think change is coming anytime soon in that department. The worst part is is that you're right. I hate saying Corwin's right about things. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, um, And then I'm trying to... I, th- I think that's really it for me, honestly. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff I want to talk about, but I know we're going to do dedicated... Like, I want to talk about the Senior Bowl and talk about the uh, Shrine Bowl, but I know that we're going to talk about that in the draft episode, so that's fine. Um, Josh is turning into a turtle on his screen, so I feel like we could talk about that if you want. (laughs) Other than that, I'm good. All right, then, uh, if you have any comments on the show, you can email us at juicingthenumbers at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can find us at JuicingPod. It's Juicing P-O-D. 
And if you want to check out show notes for this episode, any previous episodes, what have you, you can go to our website at juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. Juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. And uh, that's it for today, folks. Yeah.